my name's Matthias, and this is V the People by V Magazine. To try to grapple with everything that's going on right now, I wanted to somehow document the experiences of some familiar faces, or in this case, voices. These people are not doctors, they're not politicians, they're not even the people who are being affected the most heavily by the crisis right now. Probably not even close. But there is some comfort in familiarity, and that's really what I'm after here. Last week, I spoke with Lisa Rinna from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you don't know who she is, you're boring. But I had her tell her life story in under a minute, just in case. Okay. Born, grew up an only child in Newport Beach, California. Went to Medford, Oregon. I was really dark-skinned and very, very skinny. And everybody made fun of me all through school. Tease, tease, tease. But I thought I was fabulous. I became a cheerleader. I then started teaching aerobics. I moved to San Francisco with my boyfriend, Bob. I then started modeling. I went to Japan. And then I came to L.A. I got an agent. I started doing acting class. I met a manager. And I started working. And then I didn't work. And then I worked. And then I didn't work. And then I was open to trying everything and anything, and then I got Days of Our Lives, and then I got Melissa's Place, and then I met Harry, and then we got married, we had two kids, we have been together for 28 years now, and the kids grew up, they left, were empty nesters, I'm a housewife, and the coronavirus is here. If you only know one housewife, Lisa's the one to know. Here's a bit of her in the new trailer for the 10th season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You want to hold it back? You simply can't. Can I? What else should I do, Teddy? You were an asshole on Twitter. I was going to dish out what I got. So the If you don't want to be here, then go. Don't try and destroy my family. What if she's manipulating me? You sent a cease and desist? Who told you that? Oh, you're so angry. I never thought I'd be talking to Lisa Rinna about a global pandemic, but, like, stranger things have happened. Hi, Lucia. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? You know, it's going. You know, <laughs> we're, we're like everybody. We're in the same boat as everybody, but, you know, we're blessed to all be healthy and safe right now. So where are you right now? Are you in California? I am. I'm sitting in our kitchen in our house, and I have Harry's here, the girls are here, and all the dogs. So there's seven of us total with three dogs. How many days have you guys all been home together? I think tomorrow's going to be 14 days. I think 14 or 15 days tomorrow, so that's good. Yeah, but you guys are really committed then. Yeah, we're really committed, and, you know, especially the girls, which is very difficult to get, you know, 18 and 21-year-olds to be committed, but they really see the severity of it. And I think they've been really great and vocal with their fans and being able to say, guys, you got to stay home. You got to take this seriously. Yeah. When did you first realize how serious it was? Because even like a week ago, there were a lot of people who, you know, it didn't click yet. Well, you know, my husband about a month and a half ago went out and bought like all the toilet paper, all the paper towels, all the stuff that you know, everyone started to do a week ago. And so we've been stocked 
through like a month and a half. Wow. So my watching him made me go, okay, you know what? We need to take this seriously. And he was right. So in a way, you guys got ahead of the curve. Well, yeah, we're ahead of the curve because it really did start almost two months ago even, I would say. I think as soon as it was in China and they shut China down, Harry was like, okay, you know what? This is coming here and we've got to take this seriously. And of course, at the time, I was like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. And he was really the one that was right. And so, you know, my mom is 91, and I think that that also is something that everybody took seriously. And, you know, when you have an older relative in in your life, you go, okay, that's the one we need to protect. She's the one that's the most at risk. And so even the girls, they just started to take it really seriously. And I think, you know, we're seeing how crowds and, you know, people, I mean, look at New York. When you're in close spaces with a lot of people, I mean, obviously, that's when it spreads. Or you're on an airplane, you know, and that's how it spreads. Yeah. So I think that, you know, people are finally starting, most people are finally starting to take that seriously. Yeah. How do you feel about, I mean, like the rest of your like community and neighbors, like again, because you guys are so ahead of the curve, does it seem like everyone's on the same page now? Or are there a lot of people who are still like going out and sort of pretending like it's not happening? I would say that, you know, all the people that we know, our neighbors, everybody's now taking it very seriously. And of course, some are more serious than others. And the ones that are the more serious ones are the ones that, you know, are healthy. And I would say mostly, I mean, the girls, my girls, they start to see some of their friends. Like one of their friends had coronavirus and came out publicly. And they came in and said to me last night, they go, Mom, she's at her boyfriend's house right now. Didn't she just have coronavirus? And I was like, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that is not a good message to put no. out there right now. <laughs> no. I'm doing some editing here because I sounded like shit on this phone call. But I basically said, it's always better to be safe than sorry. Well, and it's changing every single day. I mean, I think that we have to stay open and, you know, because every day you hear something new and because nobody really knows. It's the unknown. And I think that, you know, the fear is the biggest problem right now. And if we can somehow stay calm, you know, I mean, there are a lot worse things that could be happening than us having to stay in our house and like watch Netflix. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you really break it down and go, okay, we're not on the front lines. It's not World War II. You know, it's not what our grandparents went through. It's not the Great Depression right now. We have everything that we need. And hopefully, you know, with this stimulus package passing in the House and the Senate, it'll help. I mean, I think that I'm most concerned about the people on the front lines, the doctors and nurses, the first responders, you know, the hospitals not having enough masks and gloves and ventilators and small businesses and and large businesses. I mean, you know, the fashion business is going to take and is taking a huge hit. I mean, I was reading Women's Review this morning and I mean, Neiman Marcus, it looks like they're going to go file bankruptcy. Yeah. I mentioned to Lisa that obviously this is going to drastically change people as individuals, but also as a society and that we have some say in how we're going to evolve from this. Well, and, and you know what? We needed to do this. We all know that we were headed down a dead end road. Yeah. And we were, unless you, unless we were going to be forced to deal with this, we weren't going to deal with it. Right. So in a way, for me, I think that this is a blessing. It's supposed to happen because we do need to reset 
set or, you know, the planet's not going to, we're not going to be around. Our, our kids, our grandkids, our great grandkids are not going to have a world to live in. Yeah. I mean, that's just really the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, we do need a really big reset. I think it's just, yeah, it's catching everyone off guard. I mean, nobody, nobody really could expect this. Well, exactly. I mean, isn't that always the way that we have to change and grow? I mean, you don't really, like when things are going well, you don't really grow. It's only when your world gets turned upside down that you have to take a look and you have to change things. And I think we all do that. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, I'm assuming the answer is no, but I've just, I've been asking people, like, is there anything else in your life that, like, even remotely compares to what's going on right now? Or does this just feel completely alien to you as it does for most of us? I think it just feels completely alien. I mean, the, the closest for me was 9-11. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that that was a moment where you had to reset and it was, it came so out of the blue and you couldn't fathom it. But anything else? No. And how, I know your family is all together. How have you guys been passing the time? You know, the squabbles are happening and people are getting, you know, <laughs> their feathers are getting ruffled very easily over who threw out the spaghetti. Did you throw the spaghetti out? What happened? Like that kind of stuff, right? It's all petty, but, you know, think about it. You put families, um, you put families together, you know, in, a, in close proximity for a while and you have them living together, it can get difficult. That's very human. Yeah, I mean, we're human. We're all doing the best we can. And, you know, you have to be nice. Everybody has to be nice. That's the thing. Just as someone who's so used to being in front of a camera, like, while living just relatively normal life, like, are you documenting this in any way? Are you, like, journaling, taking videos? Uh, you know, I think I, I, I document it mostly on Instagram. I find, you know, um, just during TikTok, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, like, we're, we're doing stuff like that. You know, dancing videos, doing silly things, just to, like, try to bring joy. I'm assuming everything with work. I know you had QVC stuff you were working on. I guess everything's on hold right now, or what is that looking like? Yeah, everything's on hold. I mean, everything. All Anything that was planned up until June is on hold. I am, you know, I do a line on QVC, and I'm going to Skype. I have an hour on Friday, and I will Skype in. And sell. So that's going to be interesting because I've never done that before. I've always had, I usually go once or twice a month to QVC and sell. And this is the first time I will be selling remotely. So that's new. I mean, and then I guess just when I have tips, I don't have a full hour. They're just going to show my picture and I'll call in one time. And then the rest of the time, it's ever changing on QVC too. The rest of the time, they're just going to sell without me even calling in and being there which is something that we've never done before. So every single day that changes, which has been really interesting to see. Obviously, you know, you're not a doctor or anything like that. Like the kind of advice you can give is limited, but what sort of like message would you want to send out to everybody who's home right now? Well, I mean, we all know it's not easy. Um, and again, I think the message just is like, how can you help other people? Because I think we get so self-involved especially in a situation like this. So, you know, I'm trying to do that with the kids and say, like, how can we help? What can we do? How can we be proactive? And it's just about being kind. You know, you've got to stay grounded. You know, all the cliches, I guess, that go along with trying to be a good person 
But I mean, it's about staying grounded and not freaking out more than anything. Sorry, I'm going to get better at this, but I'm doing it again. I totally said that I felt a lot of pressure during this time to somehow make it productive, to organize closet, start a podcast, do something where you feel like you're using this time well, and that that pressure is actually really getting in the way of processing everything that's going on and is maybe not as helpful as we all think. I do too, and I think it's it's just not necessary right now. No. Like everything's going to get done. We don't know how long we're going to be doing this. So, you know, really, that cliche of just taking it one day at a time and just living in the moment, I think is, is it, that's what I'm trying to follow. Yeah. Like one day at a time, you know, all that is really all you've got. And that way, I don't pressure myself to, like, go upstairs and exactly clean out the closet, clean out this and that. Yeah, that would be great, but... Maybe I don't feel like doing it. Maybe now I have to go do the laundry. You know, there's a lot of things I'm doing right now that I haven't done in a long time. I believe it. (laughs) You guys might be familiar with the 36 questions that lead to love. It's based on a study by a psychologist named Arthur Aaron. And I guess the idea is that if you ask someone all 36 questions, you'll fall in love with them by the end. I only had about 10 minutes left with Lisa, and I'm already in love with her, so we only did a few. The first one's easy. Who would you have dinner with if you could have dinner with anyone? Oh, anybody in the world. Alive or dead? Oh, geez. Um, I like to have Tom Ford. <laughs> when did you last cry in front of another person, and when did you last cry by yourself? Um, oh... Well, I cried by myself probably two days ago. And then who's going to cry in front of? Maybe one of my daughters. I can't remember exactly. That's good. You blocked it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next question is, would you like to be famous in what way? So I'll ask you, would you like to be more famous and in what way? Um, No, I would not like to be more famous in no way. (laughs) 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 How about that? I'm just... Famous enough, I think. Great. Right. I love that. You're like the Goldilocks of fame. Yeah, I just like it. Just like this. I don't need any more. No thanks. Perfect. When did you last sing to yourself and when did you last sing to someone else? Oh, gosh. I sang to someone else yesterday and I sang to myself yesterday. (laughs) What were you singing? (laughs) I was singing along with Catherine Foster. Catherine and David Foster do a live show at 5.30 on Instagram Live. I was singing um, was a Whitney Houston song. And then what was I singing to myself? I sing all the time, so who could remember? Who knows? Who knows? Of all of your accomplishments, what would you say is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Um, the greatest accomplishment was is raising my two daughters, but as a as a performer, the greatest accomplishment was playing Roxy Hart in Chicago on Broadway. How long did you do that for? I did it for about four months. Right. That was awesome. And I got to do it with Harry um, for half the time. because so I took it on tour for two weeks, and then I came to New York, and then I got to do it with Harry. So it was pretty amazing. What is your most treasured memory and why? Oh, gosh. Um, probably getting married, and it was just such a beautiful moment in a beautiful evening and we were at our home and that's probably my most treasured memory all my family was here my friends it just that's what comes up instantly 
To finish this off, I asked Lisa to tell me more about the show's 10th season. Well, um, first of all, I'm really excited because, again, I think that we all need it right now. I mean, I was a fan of the show before I was even on the show, you know? I mean, we all were fans. We're all fans of the show. It's a great escape. Yeah. And I think that this season does not disappoint, you know? It's, it's shocking. It's entertaining. We've got two new cast members who are great. Garcelle is... I mean, I've known, I knew both of these girls before they came on the show. I've got history. You know, I know everybody. I've been around for so long, I pretty much know everybody. <laughs> I've come across them at some point. So it was really, it's always really interesting to see people that you know come into this experience, and then you see a whole other side of them. You see a whole other person that you, you know, you never knew before. And I think that it's a great, great season, and I can't wait for everyone to see it and to see how the story plays out. It's, um, it's great, and I think people are going to love it. They're going to love it. Like, when someone new is joining the show, and especially if it's someone you know, do you kind of give them the rundown of how things are going to work, or do they really just get thrown into it? Well, here's the thing. I always give them the rundown. And the thing is, until you actually experience what it's like to, you know, be on a show like this, nobody can really understand it. And they can listen to you. And I, I mean, I give everybody the 411. And then they'll be like, oh my God, you were so right. But you know, they all have to experience it for themselves and some listen and some don't. So, you know, the one thing that I do is I go, when anybody comes in, I go, listen, I love you. I'm going to give you all the tips that you need, but I'm not going to hold your hand and walk you through this. You're on your own. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not my responsibility to take care of them. And I don't want to feel like, you already feel enough like if you know somebody, you want to protect them and take care of them. But I also know what we're doing and, and how this show tends to play out with seven women put together in a room. Do you know what I mean? And totally. So I'm like, listen, I can't protect you. And you're probably going to hate me by the end of your show. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody, you send them into battle. Me and nobody told me a thing, by the way, when I came on. I knew nothing. I came in so blindly. I had no idea. So these girls should thank me, actually. They should. Well, you're a pro on the show now. You definitely know. You know what you're doing. So maybe you didn't at first, but you've learned it. And they'll learn it, too. Well, I think when you've been in the hot seat, you know, I was in the hot seat for, like, three years straight. Yeah. (laughs) And you find a way, you know, you have to sink or swim. You know, it's like live or die. So I think that... You know, in my going through that, you know, you do after, like, this is my sixth season on the show. Yeah. You know, so you get a little, you have a little bit of an idea of what's coming, and maybe you can handle it a little better than when you first came on, yeah. That was a conversation with Lisa Rinna during a pandemic from my bedroom. Did you like it? I think I liked it. Let us know who you want to be on the next episode, and that's it. I'm Matthias and that was the the people.